Kiddushin Daf Ayin Beis Amud Beis, New Leaders for New Times, Zarach Hashemesh Uva Hashemesh. The effectiveness of leadership is not always a function only of the leader's competence. It's also the capacity of the leader to be able to bridge himself or herself and the people they're leading. The ability to communicate with the people they're leading, the ability to inspire the people they're leading. And it can happen that a leader is, is incredibly good for a particular period of time and doesn't have the same understanding for the next generation. The famous example of Winston Churchill being booted out after the Second World War. They recognized that as great as he was to win the Second World War, he wasn't the right person to rebuild after the Second World War. And there are many examples of that. And in Torah too, we have the Psukim in Kohelet, which the Gomorrah references, Dor Holech V'dor Ba. A generation goes and another generation comes, and the world continues to function. And the sun shines and the sun sets, and it's drawn back to its place, and it shines there. Says our Gemorrah, there are many examples of just when one great leader of Torah dies, the next one is born. To teach us that a tzaddik doesn't die until there's another tzaddik like him, and there's a lot of discussion what like him means, it doesn't mean exactly like him, but to able to fulfill the same role for the next generation as he fulfilled for the previous generation. And so on. We have these cases, and this is the famous, we have the Gemara coming up in, in several different places. The idea that there's an overlap of leadership, that Ibn provides the leadership the next leadership before he takes away the previous one. To understand the principles here, because there's some important principles in leadership, we need to learn a piece of, of Hamakne. Last time I quoted Hamakne, Ilan asked me to give a bit of background as who the Hamakne is. And I did reference it when we learned the Haflo in Ksubis. I introduced the Haflo to you, and the Haflo and the Makne is the same person. And the Hamakne is what we've got on, on Gitin. So the Hamakne lived in the time of the Vilna Gaon, the second half of the 18th century, and was in fact a Talmud of the Vilna Gaon, but he was also a Talmud of the Magid Mimizrich, who was a Talmud of the Baal Shem Tov and a success of the Baal Shem Tov. Uh, I think he was a Talmud of the Magid Mimizrich before the Magid Mimizrich probably even met the Baal Shem Tov, because the Magid Mimizrich himself was a Talmud of the Pnei Yoshua. So you've got, we, we sometimes we get these distorted pictures of who these people were. The Magid Mimizrich was a very big Talmud Chochem in terms of, of Gemara, in terms of Lom, the Talmud of the Pnei Yeshua. And then he learned Kabbalah and Hasidus with the, with the Baal Shem Tov. In the same way, the, the Hasefer HaMakne, the Aflo himself, Pinchas Horowitz, was a great exponent of, of Gemara and Halacha and was a Talmud of, of the Vilna Gaon, among others, but he was also a Talmud of the, of the Magid Mimizrich. And he says here there are three important pieces. If we learn this Amakne carefully, we can extract three important principles from it. Ritzon Olamah, Shema Shehikdim HaKatuv Zarach HaShemesh Kodem Uva HaShemesh. What the Gemara is intrigued by is the Posuk in Kohelet putting the sunrise before sunset. 
So in the English world, we understand sunrise and then sunset, but, but in our world, sunset comes before sunrise. So it should say, Why is it that way around? That the arrival, the rising of the second sun precedes the setting of the first sun. And we need to understand that in this Kodem, what the, the Sefer HaMakne is teaching us is more than, than sequential order, that the sunrise precedes the, the sunset. That's not what it's about. What it's about is the sunrise, there's, there's a causality sequence here. The sunrise causes the sunset. It's because the sun is going to rise that the sun has to set first. What does that mean and what, and what is it about? And we see from that order that it's not just talking about the geographical sunrise. And we'll understand it in a moment. So the first principle is, it's the arrival of the new generation of leadership that makes it necessary to terminate the period of service of the previous generation. So another interesting idea. That even while Moshe is still alive, even while the first leader is still functioning, once the second leader comes into place, the first leader is already in, in his sunset years. He's, he's kind of done, he's kind of over. So the second leader causes the diminishment of the first leader. And even while the first leader is still alive, his power, his radiance has been diminished. And the third principle, V'yesh Lefarish Od, this that the sun can no longer be seen after sunset is not because the sun is any less powerful. Wherever the sun is, it's shining just as brightly as it did before. We can no longer see it. And it's the same when a tzaddik, when a tzaddik dies, that tzaddik is no less powerful than he was before. We can't relate to him in the same way. We can't access his radiance in the way we could access his radiance before. And what one generation needs, another generation of leadership can't necessarily supply. Take care of Israel itself. If you look at the stages through which Israel has gone, and you look at the founding of the state. So the first thing that we needed was a nefesh. We needed a state that could survive. The people to create that were Ben-Gurion and his friends. They were the people who were able to create a state out of nothing against, against all odds. They did it. They were able to do it. The second phase, now you needed a state with ruach, not just nefesh. Now you needed a state with vitality. You needed a state with, with a spirit, with a, an economic spirit, with prosperity, able to drive an, an economy. That was a different group of people. There you needed people like Menachem Begin, and you needed people like Netanyahu to give ruach to the state. But now we hope that Israel after October the 7th will never be the same as Israel before the October the 7th. It will never go back to what it was, which means we're going to need a new generation of leaders that the people who brought us this far are no longer the people, because now we need a state with neshama. You know, that there's nefesh, ruach, neshama. Those are the three nested forms of, of existence. 
the, the nefesh we established, and then the, after the Yom Kippur War, we, we built up the Ruach of Eretz Yisrael. Now we need a Nishmas Eretz Yisrael. Eretz Yisrael needs a Neshama, needs a soul. Needs a soul that everybody can, a Jewish soul. A soul that every Jew can relate to, can find expression in. It's going to need different kinds of leadership. And what we need to know is that that time has already come and that leadership is already around. It's already here. And it, the new leadership pushes away the old leadership. The need for the new leadership makes the old leadership go. And the new leadership in itself makes the old leadership irrelevant. And this is in Torah as well, by the way. The, the Chofetz Chaim wouldn't have been the right person to lead the post-war generation. It, it wouldn't have worked that way. Rabbi Moshe Feinstein, as great as he was in his generation, imagine him dealing with the gender confusion. What, what, how, what suffering there would be in a man like that to have to deal with the shilas that the poskim of our generation are dealing with? It, it would be terrible agmas nefesh for them. That's not terrible. And Rabbi Moshe Feinstein's brilliance was that although he came from the old world of Eastern Europe, he could communicate and bridge the gap with the new world of American Jewry. He was able to do that. The Chazunish was able to do that in Eretz Yisroel. That there were these people who were able to bridge that gap and were able to communicate. But there comes a time where they no longer can. And you need, need a new generation of, of G'dayli Israel and Poskim. And for us too, we're, we're in a stage of transition. Who are the G'dayli Israel today? We don't really kind of know. We lost a, a generation of G'dayli Israel. There's a new generation that needs to come up. And this new generation displaces the old generation, just like the Zrichas Hashemish displaces the, the Bias Hashemish. And we see it very beautifully in the, in the Medrash Tanchume. The Medrash says in, in Parshas Vayet Hanan, Every generation has its dorshim. Dor dor ufanasov. Every generation has those that care for it. Dor dor umanhigov. Every generation has those that lead it. The leaders have to be fit for the generation. It's not good enough that they're great leaders. It's not about greatness. It's about fit for purpose. It's about the right people for the right time. And there's a shelf life for that. It's not. It's not a forever thing. There comes a time where you were the right person, but you, you've lost it now with the new generation. They need a different language. They need a different framework. They need different understanding. It says, Hashem to Moshe, You were the right leader to get, there to, to get B'nai Yisrael to this point, and now you're done. Now we need Yoshua. There's a different kind of leadership we need now. Is that why I'm dying? Because it's time for Yoshua. Tell me that's fine. I'll retire. You don't have to kill me. I'll retire. I'll sit in Koilul and I'll learn. Yoshua will be the Rosh Koilul. I don't have to be the Rosh Koilul. I'll sit and I'll learn with Yoshua. It's fine by me. Shem says, fine, go try it out. Early the next morning, Moshe gets up, he's all excited, and he goes to, the, to Yoshua's Beis HaMedrash, and he sits in the front waiting for Yoshua to come in and start the shir. Moshe sat with his hand over his mouth to stop him from blurting stuff out and embarrassing Yoshua and asking questions to Yoshua. He covered his mouth. And Yoshua was so engrossed in his teaching, he didn't notice Moshe was sitting in the front row. Meanwhile, a whole lot of other Talmudim, Moshe's Talmudim, went to Moshe's Beis HaMedrash. 
So Yeshua's Beis HaMedrash, Yeshua's starting to teach, and there's a whole crowd waiting at Moshe's Beis HaMedrash. Every morning he gives a shir, where's Moshe? Shalu amru Moshe Rabbeinu, heichanu, where's the Rebbe, where's Moshe? Amru lehem ishkim v'alach lepetach lebitchel shil Yeshua. They said, we saw him get up very early in the morning and go to Yeshua's Beis HaMedrash. Halchum etzu befitchel shil Yeshua. They go and they find him there in Yeshua's Beis HaMedrash. And Yeshua was sitting as the Rebbe does, and Moshe was standing as the Talmudim do. Are you out of your mind, Yeshua? You're giving a shir and Moshe sitting in front of you. Yeshua tore his clothes and he cried. Yeshua was terribly upset. I've been teaching and you're sitting here. I didn't even notice. And he wants to do tshuva. He's completely distraught. In those days, everybody wanted to learn. In our days, everybody wants to teach. I'm going to teach. I've got a word to say. I've got to give a shir. No, no, no. Yeshua says, if Moshe is here, why would I be teaching? I have an opportunity to still learn from him. Why would I waste my time teaching when I could still be learning from Moshe? And Bnei Yisrael say to Moshe, please teach us. He says, I don't have permission. They said, we're not taking that. You've got to. said, get used to it. Start learning from Yeshua. They said, to, the Batkol said to Bnei Yisrael, So they reconstituted Yeshua. Yeshua sat in the middle. And Moshe on his right, and the sons of Aaron on his left. And Yeshua was able to, to give the drosh, he was able to teach with Moshe sitting next to him. They took the Messiah of wisdom from Moshe and passed it on to Yeshua. That's what happens when you get a new generation of, of leaders. They get the mantle. The Rebbeinu Shalom gives what the previous leaders had. The Rebbeinu Shalom gives to the new leaders. This, this is just unbelievable. Moshe is sitting in Yeshua's shear and doesn't understand a word. Because Yeshua is talking to a new generation. Yeshua is using new frameworks. And it's a generation that Moshe is not in. This is the generation that's going to build up Eretz Yisrael. It's not the same generation that came through the Midbar, out of Mitzrayim and through the Midbar. It's a different generation. He doesn't understand it. Just like you, the Chovetz Chaim today would walk into a shul, wouldn't understand what the Rabbonim are talking about. It, it, it's not possible. And one of the Rishonim would have worked and walked into a shul of one of the Achronim. They wouldn't have understood what the, what the Rabbonim were talking about. So it is. They still said to Moshe, Teach us the Torah. I cannot answer your questions. I don't understand it anymore. This is a new, this is a new world. And one needs to understand. And Moshe then turns to Hashem and he says, I've asked for life until now. I realize now my life is over. My time is over. This is no longer the time for me. Take, take my life. And he, so to say, gives Hashem permission to take his life. And there we see in a pictorial form, just in narrative, the beauty of, of this idea of the, of the passing over. And as I said, it is that way in Torah, and it's that, in that way in politics, and that, it's in that way in all areas. The leadership has to be the right leadership for the right generation. And we've reached a stage in Jewish evolution, in the evolution of the state of Israel, it seems where there's a need for a, a different generation of leaders, a, a different approach, 
And, uh, and those leaders are already in place. And Emirat Hashem, as this all clears up and we get through this time, we'll see the new leadership emerge and develop a, a Eretz Yisrael that not only has the nefesh that it started with and the ruach that it developed, but also the, a new neshama, a new soul, a new Jewish soul of what a Jewish state should really be.